little eyebrow hair, I guess. <laughs> but it yeah. lasts for like cool. eight to 12 months, but it like scabs and everything like a tattoo and yeah. Interesting, is yeah. that something new? Is that yeah, like new it's something technology? that's like really popular, I guess now. And So rather than having to like pencil every day yeah. for those two or to explain for Ben yeah. what that means. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. usually like women like pencil you your eyebrows that. in yeah. and like if you don't get like waterproof ones, it smudges and then yeah. you're like, oh no, my yeah. eyebrows like all the yeah. way over here. So it just means you don't have to do your eyebrows every yeah. day and mm -hmm. a lot of women like that because yeah. you just kind of like roll out of bed and then you're like good to go like nice. i don't need makeup so <laughs> <laughs> so but it seems to be a good pairing at least she wants me to do it to like kind of go in hand in hand with her like hair extensions and yeah. eyelash extensions yeah. cool so we can eventually one day open like a health and beauty spa yeah that's the goal like eventually awesome. i love it yeah goals are that's good. cool mm -hmm. yeah, one of the other uh services that you mentioned was uh, reiki yes do you want to talk a little bit about how that, that works to better um, your health or someone's health? Yeah, so basically um, with Reiki, everybody's body is, like everything is energy. Right. So along like the blood vessels and everything like that, there's energy channels that run through the body. And then there's our own energy field that's outside of the body called the aura. So yeah. Reiki will flow to any blockages in your own energy field that could be causing emotional or physical or mental blockages. So mm -hmm. it works to heal those blockages so you can have like an efficient flow of energy through your body. Got kind it. of like an electric current going through your body. Yeah, so if you have like a, uh, what would it be? What would it be? A, sh a short in the circuit, yeah. I guess? Yeah. yeah. It can yeah, cause yeah. issues everywhere else. So it kind of works to heal those blockages so you can uh, like have that overall abundance of health. Yes, cool. and yeah. I know I have, no human examples, but I have had friends that have had that done with their dogs. Yeah. To help with behavior yeah. too. I've so. done dogs yeah. and horses, and they're <laughs> definitely cool. the most interesting. Because, yeah. like, they can't communicate with words what they're feeling, but you can definitely see a change in their demeanor. Like, a lot of the horses I've worked it's with, like, I've cool. worked with some that are very, like, high-strung, very antsy. Like, they kind of make you nervous because yeah. they're, like, all over the place. But then, like, by the end of the treatment, they're, like, their head's down. They're, like, sleeping. They're, like, licking and, like, showing signs of release. Yeah. With horses and dogs, it's, like, yawning, licking, chewing, like, falling asleep. So that's seeing all those signs and knowing that they're, like, mellowing yeah. out is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. And you do that in home as well for people? Yeah. That kind of how? Yeah. So I do a lot of, like, house calls, like, a spe well, for animals, right? Because... Yeah. Like where I yeah, work out of tip top, but I can't, people can't like bring their dogs and stuff there. So I'll do house calls and then I go to barns like anywhere as far as like Kitchener or like Burlington, so cool. mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like a lot yeah. of the barns are kind of outside of the city, right? So right. I do a lot of house calls that way. I like awesome. the house call. I like, I like the gym part too, you were saying, because something I think to add to that is if there's a day I can't get to the gym and then I'm like, how do I do this stuff at home? So yeah. I think that's kind of cool. You can maybe show people how they can do their activities at mm -hmm. home too without yeah. having to be in the Especially facility. Especially like busy versa. moms or people who like, or they don't have a license or they just don't have the freedom to go to a gym. Yeah. Like some of the yeah. gyms in the town are pretty far away. Like say Absolutely. for like West Brant, there's not like a lot of gyms that you can really go to. So right. it's nice to be able to offer that to people who don't necessarily like and a lot of people just don't like the gym environment because they just they don't like either like the social setting because yeah. there's so many people or they're just intimidated because they don't know what they're doing yet so mm -hmm. they don't want absolutely like, a lot of people it's just confidence right? right so to be able to build that con confidence learn technique proper posture and form in home and take that confidence with you if you do decide to go to a gym mm -hmm. like ends up being really effective and the reason I started doing that is because when I was living on my own like I had my mom had wanted a package for like a fitness on the go thing yeah. so it's kind of the same concept they come to you and I just remember how effective and how comfortable I felt because I was in my own home right like right. there was no one else like judging me and the trainer was mm -hmm. really like helpful cool. and yeah 
Mm. So I like being able to do that. Learn, do, teach. That's yeah, what I say. exactly. Yeah. Learn what works, do it, and then teach it to others. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, Alicia, you've got, we talked uh, with you during the kickback yes. uh, mental health marathon. Um, do you want to just touch on a little bit of what led you to start uh, Holistic Health Canada? Yeah, of course. Talk a little bit about your journey. Yes. So yeah. in about a minute 45, we may be going to break. <laughs> so maybe we'll touch on like segment it up a little bit and then we'll, okay. we'll, we'll split it up. Um, so it started when I was battling mental health problems and I had mm -hmm. a really bad eating disorder and it kind of just stemmed from just being in a really bad place in my life. I was in a really bad relationship and there was stuff with my family going on and it was just a lot of toxicity in my life that mm -hmm. just led me to kind of go on a downward spiral like mindset wise and I just stopped caring about myself. Mm -hmm. And it was about a year of that kind of mindset and allowing mm -hmm. that to happen where I had a good friend of mine, um, Alicia, she kind of helped yeah. pull me out of that along with the help of my parents and other friends but Alicia was a really big main influence on that mm -hmm. and she helped pull me from that and once I was starting on the road to get healthy again I really loved the idea of being able to do what Alicia did for me for other people who are struggling yeah. so I jumped, I, it was kind of like a out of the blue decision. I was like, I really want to do personal training. I want to be able to help other people get healthy. And then yeah. it just kind of like domino effect. Like I want mm -hmm. to do nutrition and I learned about all the different modalities of health and it yeah. just made me want to be able to offer as many different forms of wellness as I could. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's amazing. And I, again, like it's so amazing that you came on to share your story as well to, to talk about that. Um, and now we are going to be heading to break. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. And yeah, thank you. We'll be back. <laughs> the following program is brought to you by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. This February, help to fill emergency food hampers during the House of Friendship's Potato Blitz. You can make a difference in your community with a bag of spuds or a financial donation. I'm strictly legit. You're funny. You're really something. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Oh my goodness! What a fight! 3-0 team left fight! You lied to me! Didn't see that coming, did you? Touche. So you're in? Yeah, I'd say that. which I regret I cannot name because of the presence of these members of the weaker sex who, although they are married, could not possibly endure... <laughs> Get them out. This is Ginny. Patience. Get them out! Dr. McFarlane! Mrs. Trout. There's no place for women in a medical school. Yeah. Yeah. Get them out! You do not bring this classroom under control. I am going to repeat every word of this disgusting lecture to your charming wife. My friend Jenny Trout was not the only woman to face this kind of thing in medical school. 
but she would become the first woman licensed to practice medicine in Canada. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> oh, um, get to stay on one of these yeah, days. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. good. Uh, ben and <laughs> Tiffany, joined by Alicia Williams of Holistic Health Canada. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having um, me. <laughs> Do I have the case uh, of the giggles? Apparently? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's okay. We're, we're all happy. Um, what do you? <laughs> you just shared uh, your journey into like, how you got into offering all the different mm -hmm. wellness services and products um, that you do do for individuals. Yes. Um, and that's that is it's incredible to see how you you use those to better yourself, and then now you're taking that to move forward yeah. and help others kind of get through their situations that they might be dealing with. Yeah, I know, because it was such a dramatic time in my life. Like, looking back, because we were talking about it earlier, but looking back, like, I don't recognize that person at all. And, like, yeah. the thing is, though, when you're sick like that, you just don't realize you're sick. And that's, right. like, a lot of things we touched upon last week, right, is an eating disorder doesn't have to mean that you're overweight. Like, it could be the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people just don't know that they are sick or they yeah. have, like, something, like, mentally going on because you just get into, like, this cycle and it just ends up making you think that you're, like, you're okay and nothing's going on. And, hmm. yeah, so just to be able to break that cycle mm -hmm. and then be that person to help other people, like, break yeah. that cycle and realize that. Right where they are in their life isn't necessarily healthy and these are the steps that you can take to get on the right path yeah right. So. and relatable because you've been through it right so yeah it's nice that they have that they don't feel alone or you yeah. can and that's one thing I face too right is a lot of my clients who haven't heard my story they're like oh well you're really like skinny or whatever you don't kind of understand and it's like but I do though because I've been there like right. just because I haven't been like heavy doesn't mean like because I was the opposite end. and even before like I was totally. at that point when I was like really underweight I was overweight before and that's kind of what led me to have the eating disorder because yeah. I was really unhappy with myself so I just thought like starving myself and you have that control of yeah that, right? exactly so. so I thought that was a good way to like lose all the weight and look how I wanted mm -hmm. and when I was skinny like that like I was like yes I'm finally skinny yeah. but then looking back I'm like oh my gosh I look yeah. like a skeleton <laughs> like it was gross so yeah, it's, huh. it's weird. So being able to relate like that, yeah. especially to other moms or young women who could be possibly like having negative yeah. body problems, yeah. it's nice to help them with that. Yeah. yeah, and I think you kind of touched on one of them being uh, that people may not know that they aren't living a healthy life. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think some of the barriers are for people to like to kind of approach that and then take mm -hmm. on and uh, operate in a healthy lifestyle? judgment from friends or family yeah. even just self-confidence issues if they're not confident they think that they can't do it or they just don't have this like I wouldn't say self-discipline but they just don't have the belief in themselves to mm -hmm. take themselves to that point because it's the same thing as like getting in a cycle right once you've gotten to a habit or you're going in a cycle you're so used to that and you become comfortable in it mm -hmm. it's like you're it's like a shell right you become comfortable yeah. in that shell and you don't want to like come out from it mm -hmm. so a lot of it is just fear of being judged fear of failure confidence issues yeah. so those are the three that I find and a lot of women that I do work with like some of them will do really well for the first week month month yeah. or two and then like something can happen in their lives even if it's something minor but they can use so that as a crutch to fall back on as though this is why I'm falling off the bandwagon yeah. or whatever and 
it's hard, right? It's Excuses, really hard because but, yeah, but it fair is. Enough, right? They're it's really you can work out and you can eat healthy, but if you don't have the right mindset towards like just living a healthy, positive lifestyle mm -hmm. and talking to yourself positively and reinforcing yourself positively and not like talking to yourself yeah. negatively it makes a big difference because thoughts are energy too right so what you put out there and once you're con constantly thinking like that's the kind of stuff that you're going to manifest so if you're constantly positive and so true. talking yeah. about yourself in a positive way and things that you're going to do and you're going to achieve if you keep yeah. thinking it it'll happen like yeah. the whole like whatever the mind conceives and believes yeah. the mind can achieve right so it's like that experiment I can't remember what the proper word is where they had the two glasses of water and like every day they would yell at the one glass of water yeah. saying how ugly it was how terrible mm -hmm. and then I know it sounds a little hokey, but no, it, Google it or look yeah. online, it is, it's so yeah. cool. And it was actually like they could test it for different mm -hmm. vibrations and And that's what I was actually just talking about that. More yeah. healthy because they're actually talking nicely to mm -hmm. it. And yeah, I so just a had a conversation concept. like that actually, like how even just words, like talking to yourself nicely. It was like he was saying, it's like an experiment, they did the same thing, like it was like one jar of rice, like yeah. two and two, they yeah. put I hate you on one and I love you on yeah. the other. And they said it once. They just mm -hmm. said, I hate you and I love you. And they left in it. At the end of the 30 days, the one jar was like black, moldy. And the yeah. other one was like nice fermented rice. Yeah. But it's just crazy <laughs> how words can have so much effect on yeah. your life, right? So mm -hmm. even just having someone speak negatively to you, you can hold on to the energy from that versus like if you say something nice to someone, like yeah. that can stick with you too all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, it just... and it's important to learn, you know, to let go of some stuff and to not let people get to you. But mm -hmm. that doesn't... You have to remember that not everyone can do that and they, yeah. people have to learn that skill too so yeah they just need to learn kindness positive right? ways to like let go of things and that's yeah. mm -hmm. why i even got into meditation just like at the end of the day like grounding yourself and letting go of anything that's negative that's come your way and then reflecting on all the positive and how you can grow from that right so learning to grow from both the negative and the positive mm -hmm. is really letting go yeah. that was that that took me a long time yeah oh, <laughs> no, i can admit I it to learn but um it's one of the biggest skills is just being able to to let go of things and yeah be able to sort of move on or yeah. or, or whatever i mean some things are to be dealt with but yeah. you know you deal with them and whatnot yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and we got two minutes before the break and unfortunately something has happened over there <laughs> yeah. that we can't deal with right now and it's driving Facebook me a little crazy gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's ringing. stop calling his face is red yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get back to you over there <laughs> uh we've got some people staying Bree says sometimes it's not prioritizing yourself it is it's so easy for your health to slip from us when that happens mm -hmm. and it's yeah. important i think it is important to kind of work on that foundation um, oh, before yeah. like make sure you have you're building off of something uh, very solid before exactly. you kind of jump all in with everything you got to do it in like little bite-sized yeah exactly to... and that's the biggest thing right is prioritizing and figuring out the healthy ways that you want to start a journey yeah. and putting in order the things that you know you need to do to consistently do it and then mm -hmm. the big things that you're going to tackle slowly at a time you know what I mean because there are yeah. people that jump feet first and then they end up overwhelmed because yeah. it's way more than they expected. Whereas if you take baby steps and you reward yourself and appreciate yourself for all the small positive changes you're making along the way, yeah. that's where you're going to see the growth really is reflecting on the, cha the small changes you make along the way rather right. than beating yourself up for not running a K like right yeah. away, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just... Set goals. Yeah, yeah small set small tangible and goals. And mm -hmm. that's what I, I like always it. tell my clients is you need to make your goals small yeah. and tangible so that if it doesn't work out the way you want it, you can still change it so it will work, but even if it's not right. the way you 
first right. saw it working out, right? Yeah, so. exactly. So we're going to head back uh, to break now. Um, and then in five seconds, we will be going to break. And uh, thank you. Join us right after. <laughs> Hold on. Local entrepreneurs share their stories of success and challenges in small business. Or even if I need more of a virtual kind of presence. The Small Business Show on Rogers TV. Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Was that four or five? He's lost count and still thinks he can drive. Do you think he knows that when he is caught and charged with impaired driving, he'll lose his license and a lot more? If he gets in his car, he'll face costs exceeding $20,000. Does he realize he could have a criminal record for his choice to drive? And it could be much worse if he crashes. I wonder what he'll be thinking tomorrow. Visit ArrivalLive.org to find out more. Arrive Alive. Drive soap. We are going to make a cheddar, strawberry, caramelized onion, and brie and bacon sandwich. Oh. Are you good with that? I'm great with that. Okay. sandwich off our warm panini. I'm going to cut it in half and I'm going to get you to try a bite of this. You want to try a bite of that. Excellent. There you go. Oh, thanks. Awesome. <laughs> I've been waiting all morning. Thanks, guys. You got another one? I do. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> so let's continue on that and maybe offer some advice to all of our lovely audience out there into the ones on live about just some initial steps to start. Mm -hmm. How simple is it? Simple is it? Yeah. But where, where do they start? Where? By, yeah. <laughs> like I, we were kind of talking about, is using the SMART goals. So having like a specific goal in mind mm -hmm. um, and making sure that it's something that you can manage. So don't set a goal to work out six days a week if you know that you have a hectic schedule and, you know, like it's not going to yeah. be something that's realistic. Mm -hmm. And make it something that's attainable. Like don't make it something like, all right, I'm going to start working out and I'm going to run 10K in two months. Like, that's just something that's not, like, attainable. And yeah. some people are like that, right? So make sure it's something small and attainable that you can work towards. And once you're there, you can set another one and work towards that. And making sure it's something that's not even just attainable but a realistic, yeah. right? Because uh -huh. a lot of people set unrealistic expectations for themselves and then they beat themselves up when they don't get there. Whereas if they just, like, take smaller baby steps to get there, yeah. then they'll get there rather than trying to take one big leap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And setting yourself a good, like, time the time period yeah. to, to reach that goal. Don't give yourself too little time. Like, don't say you want to lose 50 pounds in three months because yeah. that's not so healthy and it's not, yeah. it's not a good time <laughs> span. Impossible. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it, like, big goals are great, but, it, you know, there is a time in my business which... 
um, I was setting these huge goals and I, and I was having trouble making them and then mm -hmm. I just started to get down on myself and I was like if I took each of those goals and just carved them down a little bit so they were still something where I was moving forward mm -hmm. but now I was starting to achieve them you do you feel better right and then you want to take on a little bit more and kind of grow it that way so yeah that and big goals so are scary right and mm -hmm. a lot of people set big goals and then they get intimidated by them and though that's when you'll find the reasons to not do the things you need to do to get to that big goal because you're yeah. so intimidated by mm -hmm. all of the work that you need to do to get that big goal in the time that you want whereas if you set little milestone go goals on the, along the way, it's not as intimidating to work towards those small goals mm -hmm. and, and that will ultimately lead to the big one, like, right? I ran a minute the other day and I was like thrilled with myself. Good job. Oh, that, but people were like, <laughs> you can't run, you look so fit. And I'm like, no, I despise running. It's hard. And I was on the treadmill and I was like, I'll run for one minute intervals. And mm -hmm. I was like, so extremely proud of myself, which again, for some might be ridiculous, but I was like, I ran a minute and yeah. I just went home like proud as punch. And That's awesome. And interval you know, training is the best sad. way mm -hmm. to like get your, like, your cardio yeah. up and coach to 5K. Baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think it's, it's important too to, to find something that works for you, mm -hmm. like what you enjoy mm -hmm. and don't do like if like don't force yourself to do something that you don't enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, that's not something that's going to be, you're going to be able to maintain long term. Exactly. So exactly. find something that you enjoy doing and then go for it. And every now and again, try different things, but mm -hmm. yeah. make sure it's something that's fun too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's super important. And that's a big thing that I run into as well is people get bored easily, right? Like we constantly need new stimulus to like mm -hmm. keep us engaged and making sure that you find a routine or a trainer to work with that you really connect with that keeps it fun and keeps it exciting is really where you'll see a lot of success because yeah. if you're doing a routine or you're trying to force yourself to work into a program that you don't like like you're just going to find every reason you can to avoid it right yeah. whereas if it's something you look forward to and you enjoy doing all throughout then if anything you're just like super pumped to go right. do it every time you need yeah. to right yeah. so like shopping around a bit or like you do with yeah. doctors chiros kind of anything you find someone that sort yeah. of suits and you know you what too. there's clients that I just haven't clicked with you and it's gonna happen like in my mm -hmm. field there are people that I click with really well and we do great together and then there's other people like we just don't jive and that's yeah. okay yeah. because there's someone out there for everyone and if you don't connect with everyone like that's fine so yeah. that's why I think it's really important that people take the time to find practitioners that they really connect with because right. ultimately when it comes down to the health industry Finding someone you want to share your goals and your struggles and your ambitions with that you can trust mm -hmm. and know that they're going to be behind those goals and ambitions is so important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. There was someone who was, I remember talking about that when we did the, the marathon too, yeah. um, the kickback. They were just saying, what do I do? Like, I, I'm not getting along with a doctor. It's like, well, then find one that you, mm -hmm. you can get along with, yeah. right? It's not always that easy, but yeah. you, you need to be able to... To jive, I like that word, uh, with it, with who you're doing. Because how, how are you going to get anywhere if you're mm -hmm. arguing or not believing or, or having, you know, trust issues or anything like that? So, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find, um, obviously, you're women, and you, I see, I feel like you have a lot of women as your clients. Mm -hmm. Do you have many men, or, or I do, yeah. It's more okay, cool. For men, I find like I have more for like the Reiki and the acupressure versus yeah. the personal training. Because guys just like, I don't know if they just feel safer working with another male like I don't know I haven't had many male clients for personal training right. and I think like I'm sure I would be fine if I did but I just yeah. find that because I'm a mom and I've been through that like I definitely yeah. connect mm -hmm. with women better because I can relate to them on that aspect especially moms yeah. like moms cool. I'm gonna say probably make up like 70% of my clients right just because like there's I can a comfortability relate, right? and yeah, yeah you can, and you can yeah. relate and yeah. like 
if you can't make it to your session because your kid's having like an epic meltdown and like you just can't leave your house. Like <laughs> yeah. I totally you get, get it, it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Or so. I'd be like, what do you mean? I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good. Oh, I'd be sensitive, but <laughs> right. like, don't come see me. <laughs> so yeah, I totally get it. But And how old's your adorable little one now? She just turned three in December. Three, which crazy. Is crazy. I know, yeah. <gasps> which is awesome though because she'll like work out with me sometimes. So like, so I've done like mommy and me like fitness challenges yeah. and stuff like that where you can incorporate awesome. like you don't have to get your kids like lifting weights but yeah. even just to get them active and yeah. I think starting kids out at a young age like getting really interested into yeah. physical physical activity is so great like in the summertime yeah, when some of my clients that I have outside yeah I'd bring I'd bring Maddie and I'd bring Nora and Ben and they would all work out and yeah. like they would have so much fun yeah. they just like loved it so starts young right healthy minds and, and, and yeah. leading that as an example too to have them sort of yeah. grow up and yeah well especially since technology is such a big thing right and kids would so much rather sit in front of a tablet or a game station and just like waste hours away when I feel yeah. like it's really important to grow the mind and the body so yeah. not just like focusing on school studies but focusing on teaching healthy lifestyles teaching cooking teaching mm -hmm. meal prep teaching the importance of nutrition and keeping your body healthy is like just so mm. important so yeah. i love it so my god she's pretty healthy like yeah. she's like obviously like any kid loves her junk food but she also is pretty healthy yeah, yeah. she likes eating her smoothies and like she loves cooking <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah it's cute, good cute <laughs> well, that'll be neat to see like how she's grown up in that environment of like mindfulness and meditation mm -hmm. and also like the healthy stuff that you just mentioned as well like the exercise and being active i think that'll go that's a very important for for Me children too. and i think that's cool yeah mm -hmm. Me too i'm excited yeah I hope one day she'll just be like super healthy just yeah. like my mom <laughs> <laughs> i want to be my mom <laughs> maybe not just like that but yeah. <laughs> um, we, all, we all turn out like our mother as well <laughs> whether we like it or not <laughs> that's true Great, Mom. <laughs> um, and we're going to be going to break now. Uh, when we're back, we'll be discussing uh, Tiffany and the Traveling Pine yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to go to break now, and we will talk to you soon. What? There's people out there that don't know what Giovanni and me and Rogers TV is. Are you... When did they get out of their coma? I'm on TV, not the face. This show is about regular people getting their chance of 15 minutes of fame right here on Rogers TV. I go out there, I interview interesting people, where they live, where they work, where they play. It's beautiful. You know what I'm talking about? This is going to make some memories with this. Anyway, that, that's what the show is about, basically, in a nutshell. Conrad Harlow is found guilty of the murder of Special Agent Emily Byrne. Where's my wife? What the hell are you calling me? Emily, she's alive. You've been gone for six years. Where are you? What happened? What's going on? I don't even know what I'm doing here. Absentia. New episode Sunday at 9 on Showcase. We're just going to finish up now with a great uh, stir fry. Again, using some of our prepackaged vegetables that are still really fresh that are really great for us.
give that a roll, see what you think. What do you think of that? Delicious. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben Strasser, joined by Tiffany Martin, as well as Alicia Williams from Holistic Health Canada. Um, and do you want to just touch on where people can find you? Um, so they can find me on Facebook, yeah. so Holistic Health Canada. Um, they can do my website, so it's holistichealthcanada.com. Or Instagram is also Holistic Health Canada with an underscore. So pretty simple. I love <laughs> that you're Holistic Health Canada. Like you're owning it. You're yeah. Like, I, can, I, can I am do going this to Canada. be across it's not Canada. Just like, yeah, I like it. I love it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. It's cool to like. That's probably one of your your larger goals that you've set mm -hmm. for yourself, and definitely. That's awesome. Well, I've I've some of my clients like because I do like the online programs, right? So I have had clients that are like out west. I've yeah. awesome. had one girl from Newfoundland, one girl from Nova Scotia. So I have had women that are not even just local to Ontario. So it's yeah. nice when I do the online like challenge groups. Yeah, it's women from literally all over Canada coming together, all kind of. Cool. going towards the same goal or yeah. the same lifestyle change so they feed off of each other and they share their successes and their struggles and their failures yeah. together and it, it's really just such a positive environment and mm -hmm. I love like seeing everyone's excitement yeah awesome. and I think sharing like sharing your successes is great mm -hmm. but at the same time I think sharing your your struggles or your failures is so much more important mm -hmm. to that especially mm -hmm. doing that just because then when you share it's not you don't feel alone or you don't feel like oh I'm the only one struggling doing yeah. this I can't do this mm -hmm. you then you're more than likely everybody's gonna go through the same or similar um, struggles so I think that's, yeah. that's really important to have that exactly and people can re relate and even though everyone's body and lives are different like there's still things that people can relate and kind of bounce things off of each other right. so like if someone's struggling with something they can be like someone else could be like oh I struggled with that too this is how I overcame it right because yeah. I don't know everything and I haven't been through everything so to be mm -hmm. in that kind of environment where other women can share different struggles that maybe I haven't gone through but they can help someone else through yeah. it's it's awesome it's just mm -hmm. such a positive mm -hmm. contagious environment right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, as many of you, my lovely friend Tiffany, I'm, I'm Martin, switching now from host yeah, yeah, to guest. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we got to get a run over there now. Yeah. Put on your different hat. Um, uh, so, a lot of you do know Tiffany, uh, the traveling pint. But what a lot of you might not know is that she does have type one diabetes. So she's going to share a little bit about um, kind of what her, what a standard day looks like for her. Yeah. Um, and kind of speak to um, diabetes a little bit. Yeah. So I was I'm type one diabetic. Sometimes I forget if I'm type one or type two. So I don't know if that's a good thing because it means that it's not really um, the biggest part of my life, but obviously it's a big part of me. So. Yeah. I was diagnosed when I was about 13, so I'm 20, uh, 38 now, so I've had it for 25 years. And yeah, it's a, big, it's a big part of my life, whether people know it or not. And to sort of start with my story, yeah. I always remember being young and having all these dreams and always thinking to myself, I didn't understand why people wanted to be one thing for the rest of their lives. And I was like, how is someone going to wake up every single day? go to the exact same job. Like I never got it when the guidance counselor was like, you have to pick one career. Or yeah. when I saw these adults and I'm like, everyone just does the same thing every day. I never really understood that. And I always thought there must be a different way. Uh, when I was 13, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Um, I don't really remember the exact day, but I remember the exact moment and yeah. what the day looked like. And at that point I thought to myself, I now have that career I didn't want. I have mm -hmm. something that I wake up every single day 
that I have to show up for, and it's full time. Yeah. Mind you, I wasn't getting paid, <laughs> but now I was stuck with it. And I'm like, I actually have this thing that my guidance counselor never told me about because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of unrelated. But I'm like, I'm stuck with this every day now. So, you know, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I learned at a young age that. Uh, life is going to be a bit shorter. Mind mm -hmm. you, there's all these wonderful things now that, that can help you along and extend your life, but mm -hmm. life was going to be shorter. And I didn't want to get stuck having two jobs I didn't want, so I kind of took on adventure. I took on travel at a young age. Um, I, you know, right. I've been self-employed for many years and, and all that stuff, so that's sort of a side part of it. But, um, you know, that I say I am a little bit thankful for because I wonder if I would be stuck with a job yeah. every day that I didn't want because right. I wasn't already given one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of a, a roundabout way of explaining yeah. explaining that. But. What the, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the tricks that maybe you've used or found that kind of help you manage? I know that it's not going to be the same for everybody, but maybe maybe somebody that um, is dealing with it or knows somebody dealing with it or maybe somebody's yeah. just got it or just been diagnosed yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tricks. <laughs> People will preach into you that you can't do this and you should do this and... You know, take care of yourself, take care of yourself, uh, especially at a young age of 12 or 13 when I was diagnosed. That was the last thing you wanted to hear. You were a teenager, you wanted to go through life, and it was mm -hmm. really hard to have your parents, um, you know, bless them for putting up with me. But, you know, people <laughs> started telling you what you can and can't do and, and being worried sick about you. Right. Um, it taught me independence because basically I had to take my life in my own hands. Yeah. No one else was going to take care of this disease. People could guide me except for myself. Yeah. So learning what works for you and sort of being able to face the fact that um, you are the only one that can be accountable for this. Mm -hmm. um, diabetes is something that you can do the exact same thing every single day, and diabetes will do something different to you. So it's a real, uh, real pleasure you that way that you can prepared, wake up, you yeah. can eat the same thing, you can do the same amount of insulin, and it will decide on different things. So you're always on guard. It is yeah. always with you. It's with you at 3 in the morning. It's with you at five in the afternoon um, it's always there to be taken care of right. so some of the tricks I think that have, have gotten me through and why I'm still here today um, would be being active and exercise so even when I was at a younger age um, and not taking care of myself the best I could I was very active mm -hmm. when I was living in Whistler I was skiing every day I was hiking with dogs and that exercise you know, it kept my circulation going, it kept control of my sugars, yeah. um, it encouraged me to have to eat and sort of keep that balance that way, yeah. but it kept, you know, my, my heart healthy, it kept my brain healthy, because depression is a huge thing mm -hmm. in diabetics, which I've been fortunate enough to not uh, struggle with severely, but there's days where I'm, I just feel at the bottom of everything, yeah. and the disease has taken over, I don't even want to get out of bed, I have a pity party for an hour, and I'm like, sitting here is not going to change anything, mm -hmm. so... Again, that exercise gives you such a clear mind and really helps you, you know, get out of the house, right. which is, you know, get out of the house. I don't want to. It's just yeah. that vicious circle <laughs> yeah. going around. Yeah. So, you know, I'd say the fact that I have, um, in, in 45 seconds, I would say that the fact that I have an <laughs> insulin pump has changed my life. Yeah. The fact that I'm still active has changed my life. And the fact that I do watch my diet, mind you, um, we can talk a little bit about beer yeah. and burgers and uh, licorice, my guilty pleasure, <laughs> when we return. But those are ones yeah. that kind of really yeah. are why I'm here today, still standing to start yeah. talking about my story because right. it's been a while. Exactly. Yeah. And it's important to share that too, right? Because mm -hmm. it, helps, it helps you go through that and then it also can help others um, with their journey through that. And now we're going to be heading to break um, again. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages.
Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. This February, help to fill emergency food hampers during the House of Friendship's Potato Blitz. You can make a difference in your community with a bag of spuds or a financial donation. Marijuana is the most common drug found among teen driving fatalities in Canada. Hey, yeah, gotta go. I love you. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. In a car with a high driver, and over half the drivers in. It's hard to talk about the dangers of driving high. We can help at thecallthatcomesafter.com. And he can lift anything, anything at all. He's that strong. Joe Schuster, will you stop it or you'll miss your train? Now help me find number five. Strong, but by day he's a mild-mannered reporter. Glasses, you know, a secret identity. Honestly, you Canadian kids. He'd be in this cape. A what? A cape. Wearing these blue tights. A hero in tights, really. Here it is. Listen, Lois, this guy is faster than anything, I swear. If you're not fast, you're going to miss your train. That's it. A bullet, a bullet. He's faster? No, he's faster than a speeding bullet. Come on, get on it. No one's going to read a comic strip about a strong man in tights, Joe. It'll never fly. Fly, no. But he can leap over tall buildings. Oh, wow, yeah. See what your cousin Frank says in Toronto. Wait, wait, Lois. I I've got something for you. Take it. It's a gift. You never know. It might be worth something someday. Is he great or what? Hey everybody, welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben Strasser, joined by Tiffany Martin and also Alicia Williams from Holistic Health Canada. Thank you for being here. Um, and Tiff, you were just sharing um, kind of your story and what you go through living with type 1 diabetes and what that means for you. Yeah, I just had like the most badass month, I can say that on television. Yeah. And like I, I went, had a doctor's appointment, I go every two or three months for my diabetes and I got like my A1C, which we don't have to explain what that is, but was like at the lowest it's ever been in like 20 years or mm -hmm. something. So it was really exciting. Yeah. So it's, I found like throughout my journey, you sometimes find these little things that make diabetes exciting again, because it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. very tedious. Yeah. And you, like I say, you're living, living with it, but it's kind of like that annoying sister that I never had or, or something. It's not always uh, the most joyous thing. Yeah. So when you find these little celebrations, like when I got my insulin pump maybe four years ago, that was yeah. life-changing. And it was like, oh, it brought like excitement back into mm -hmm. diabetes because I could actually manage it a little bit better. It right. was something new. Um, and then I got a continuous glucose monitor that I wear on my arm yeah. that now talks to this thing. It's just all these electronics that are attached to me, but it also brought new life back in again. And yeah. now I can really monitor it and it's helped me tighten down stuff. So between that, um, you know, cooking a little bit more at home, getting my butt back out to the gym just to do the treadmill because it's winter and it's been so cold mm -hmm. that I needed to get moving again. Yep. All those things really tightened it down. And yeah. there were these small, small little goals like we talked about before or changes that were just enough to get me going, mm -hmm. um, you know, and yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's good. So boost. it was exciting. Yeah, boost, the boost. Right? And then yeah. You see those little things and it's like, 
you know, you spent your, your life worrying, like, oh, I don't want to go to the doctors, I'm going to get yelled at, or yeah. they're going to tell me I can't do this. And that was very old-fashioned, where it has changed many, many years compared to when I spent those two weeks in the hospital at the age of 12, which mm -hmm. was like, you know, a horror story, as I, yeah. I could say about. But yeah. anyways, it has changed, and, mm -hmm. and there is things. Like, I can do, I can do whatever you can do. Yeah. Life's about balance, but yeah. I just have to be more careful yeah, about it, right? exactly. Mm -hmm. And we've got, uh, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about it, but um, Michael Holbeck mentioned uh, how has diabetes been a part of your uh, craft beer journey? So yeah. the traveling point, maybe you want to just do a quick introduction for the people that don't know. Absolutely. So I am a craft beer blogger, writer, avid traveler, and I love craft beer. <laughs> so yes, I do drink beer. A <laughs> uh, big question. And I think part of the reason why I didn't share a lot that I was diabetic is because that's the first question in everyone's mouth. You can't drink. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, tell me I can't do something, <laughs> and I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> I probably don't drink nearly as much beer as you think I drink. <laughs> Just because I'm posting a picture doesn't mean that it's always consumed that day and whatnot. Or that it's the whole can consumed, too, right? Or that it's too, the whole right? can yeah, consumed, it, it exactly. Be, yeah. Not that that matters. You're it's a good sharer. Competition. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be, oh, well, she doesn't drink as much as I thought. We better not follow her anymore. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah. Life is about balance. Mm -hmm. I love beer. I've always loved beer since I was... 19 years of age yeah. and it was just always my beverage of choice so life's about balance and I've learned how to work it in responsibly to my diabetes right. I've spoken to my doctors about what should be done and what shouldn't be done and I'm not going to give advice on here but there's things that a lot of people do that you shouldn't do um, that I've learned how you know to do things responsibly so yeah. if there is a night where I have a little bit more beer if I'm out at a festival or just you know getting together with some friends I'm up in the middle of the night testing my sugars and making sure that everything is going right. as it should go, yeah. right? I'm making sure that I'm eating along with it. And there is a lot of behind-the-scenes work that I don't, I don't talk about because, yeah. um, to me, I like to just to talk about all the fun stuff. But, yeah. like, it's just being done um, responsibly. Exercise, hashtag earn my beer. So there's kind of a new, you know, maybe campaign you'll notice that I've been putting out there lately saying, I'm earning my beer today, hashtag earn your beer. Yeah. Everyone should be doing that, right? spoil yeah. yourself but then get a little bit of exercise yeah. I've earned my beer today yeah. so kind of again finding that little bit of balance and I've just recently sort of been looking more um, as I can read my sugars on here there are some beers that actually affect it a lot more than others so kind of mm -hmm. learning now a little bit about which ones do what and knowing when I can have those or having maybe a little bit less of that sharing yeah. that one with my husband yeah. or or a friend and yeah. just not indulging too much in that too right. but now is that like a, a break as in like an IPA or and uh, like a lager or a cream ale is like that difference or is it like right across the board they all kind of hand like respond your body responds differently to yeah that? I mean they definitely all go up a little bit but more ones that you're gonna find fruit or fruit gotcha. added or yeah. juice added yeah so things that are a little bit more juicy I mean yeah. you can get juiciness from hops we won't give you a whole beer lesson here but yeah. some people are actually adding juice into those beers mm -hmm. so learning that they are a little bit more sweet and what um, what that actually does so just being gotcha. a little bit more careful and yeah. monitoring that too yeah yeah um, yeah. and did you, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Yeah, to so to a, a big part that I think it is important that I do, I do speak a little bit to, again, without giving advice, yeah. to, um, to craft beer. It works for me. It might not work for everyone, and that's fine. Take care of yourself first. Yeah. But I also found this association that is in uh, Cornwall, Ontario, and they're called Crafting a Cure, if I can give them a little yeah. plug. So it's this amazing couple that have a couple of children that are diabetic, and they are not. So this is like... Just so interesting on how diabetes just picks out the special ones in life and, and <laughs> lets you deal with it. Yeah. But they host a fundraiser every November, early November in Cornwall, called Crafting the Cure. And they have basically a craft beer fest in a silent auction. So they have a whole bunch of craft breweries in there. You come in, you buy your ticket, 
It's a fundraiser for diabetes, and they give it, uh, donate their money to the Juvenile Diabetes Association of Ottawa, I believe. You can correct me in the comments. Yeah. Um, but they do amazing things. So Jeff and Char, just give them a huge shout out. And they actually had me this year as their speaker. Right. So yeah. that was the first time I got to like stand on a stage in front of like a couple hundred people and talk about my story, my diabetes, and right. how I've turned it into, you know, traveling pine and just doing what I love. Life is short. I want to be yeah. outside doing what is I want to do, yeah. enjoying life, and yeah. then still being able to you know, afford to take care of myself, but also seeing the world at the same time. Yeah. So Crafting a Cure is a, a huge thing you guys should look. They have a little Facebook page and uh, support, if you can, and mm -hmm. um, it just helped help me open and know that there is a market out there because people were starting to talk about their stories and, you know, little tricks about drinking or how they do it on a healthy thing. And I think it's a conversation that needs to be had yeah, as well because... It's important. Well, and some people you might not even know that they do have uh, diabetes, right? Yeah. Like I remember when I first met you, I didn't realize that that was something that um, you dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it took time before I realized that that was something that you do deal with and how yeah. it affects you. And yeah. yeah. And I know we're, we're sort of running on time here, but also Instagram, like I've met these amazing chicks from across the world yeah. that are into craft beer and are diabetes. And I'm like, how are we friends now on yeah. Instagram? But, yeah. you know, you find support yeah. in different ways and you share tricks of the trade. Yeah. So. Awesome. That's pretty cool. And now we are going to head to our uh, the next break, and then yeah. we'll be right back after that. Um, so enjoy your break. Run to the fridge if you're at work. Uh, keep working. Tell keep us your what you're drinking. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Cheers. From cooking two cups of Ontario spinach to music you're walking away so you're fading from me and everything else in between King Bertram gave me a unicorn no one's giving me a unicorn ever <laughs> grab a coffee and join Natasha McKenzie as she finds out what's happening in Waterloo Region it's fairly simple to use in studio weekdays on Rogers TV This season, the stakes are even higher. You want to go back to work with me? Well, I was thinking more feed you to the lions. Brian's bringing Sarah onto his team. Oh, boy. To work with clients for the first time. They've changed their mind on this area here. Oh, boy. Uh -oh. Didn't go as smoothly as I would have liked. <laughs> I thought you were a handful. Now I have you, and I have homeowners, and I'm in the middle. <gasps> Stress. Brian Inc. New episode Sunday at 10 on HGTV. Your visit isn't really necessary. I'll judge for myself. I know you're an MP, Miss McPhail, but a woman has never... I am not leaving till I do. Civilized. If those appalling conditions don't change, that prison will explode! Perhaps our lone lady member is too fragile to know what is normal in a prison. Is this normal? 
Her courage would lead to the overhaul of the entire Canadian penal system. Agnes McPhail, Canada's first woman MP. Hello, and welcome back. I'm Ben Strasser. I'm Tiffany, Tiffany Martin. <laughs> and we're joined by Alicia Williams of Holistic Health Canada. Uh, again, thank you guys for joining us, and thank you for watching and following along. Um, I think to kind of tie the whole thing together, mm -hmm. um, we're going to both of you uh, put on events. Yes. So they're different. So, Alicia, you put on. Do you want to talk a little bit about your vendor, um, your vendor shows that you, yeah. you do? Yeah, um, I started doing vendor and craft sales back when I first started like running my own business because mm -hmm. I could never like get tables at like mm -hmm. other ones. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. So I started doing it, and what I really actually fell in love with was taking all these local businesses and helping them grow. Like mm -hmm. some of the businesses that were at my shows like three mm -hmm. years ago when I started, like they have like a big following now. Like if you're the Rustic Feather. Yeah. 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 She was on my first craft show. So there's like yeah. people like that. So I do it now to Ooh. promote myself, but yeah. to also help other small businesses get their name out there. Right. So I do them, I did them for the first year in Brantford and then the last year and a half I've been doing them at Paris Fairgrounds and yeah. this year I'm branching out so I'm doing one in the Ancaster Fairgrounds, one in the Hamilton Convention Center, that's a two-day one. Wow. I want to do one in Cambridge. Yeah. So these new ones are going to be huge. They're like 120 to 170 tables which wow. is insane. So like yeah. organizing and getting all those people in like the day of and like making sure everyone's happy can be really stressful sometimes yeah. but well, it's really a little, rewarding. a lot of work. I've been on the other end of a lot of events like yeah. that. Yeah. Good for you. It's crazy <laughs> but it's nice. I've met so many incredible people and I've made awesome. so many good friendships that these people still come to my events like even three years. They went through like the hump of the first year where they weren't like the greatest because I was like starting out and yeah. learning advertising tricks that worked best and what cool. didn't work and yeah. now like they're pretty successful so yeah. I love I love it. It's it, just nice. So when did you start doing that? About three years ago. Three years I started. ago? Yeah, this is my yeah. third year. So all my events year, third annual. And I usually do, like, if I do, like, any kind of raffle or anything like that at my events, I usually, yeah. well, each year I'll pick, like, a charity. So my first year was the Food Bank. My second year was Nova Vita. And um, this last year that just followed was the Brantford Welcome In. So yeah. I usually cool. pick a different charity. And mm -hmm. that way I can give back to while also, like, helping people. So it's right. just, like the idea of loving to help other yeah. businesses grow yeah. and yeah. I yeah. kind of grow myself in the yeah. process. Yeah. I think that's awesome too. Just like that first thing that you said was that I couldn't get into something else so I just made my own and did it. <laughs> and now you're three years it. in and you're Problem, having I'll create a solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And you're in all of these cities now and that's that's really cool. It's a yeah. crazy yeah. I like it's at first it was a hobby but now it's like something that I really love doing that mm -hmm. I could see like I want to do Toronto, like yeah. I want to go into these really big cities, London, Toronto, like that kind of stuff, Kitchener, yeah. where they're like huge traffic, but you can do really big events. So yeah. it's crazy that it started with like legions where there's like 30 tables maybe, and now yeah. I'm at like 170 and it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy, but it's awesome. <laughs> and that's exactly it. It was like, yeah. all right, well, since I can't like do it like with the help of someone else, let's yeah. do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. A true uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, cool. Tiff, you also put on events through the Traveling Pint. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, your latest um, oh. endeavor? Well, since you asked, yeah, I'd yes. love to. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> so I've been yeah. uh, very big on doing pairing events lately. So mm -hmm. my most recent one was at um, the, Cho the Chocolat de Savoie in Brantford, mm -hmm. and I did French. a beer and chocolate <laughs> pairing. So Belgian chocolate, yeah. but really French is, mm. is, is 
mixed in there. <laughs> and I've also done uh, cupcake ones, and I've done chicken wing ones, and I've done pierogi and beer. Mm -hmm. So basically with a pairing, I'm kind of taking people and teaching them what tasting's about, teaching yeah. them what flavors are tasting, why beer works with different things, and teaching them to bring beer back to the dinner table. Mm -hmm. um, when you get a good pairing, you know, it just kind of escalates the flavors in both and makes you enjoy stuff. Yeah. So we're taking local um, sort of restaurants or people that make stuff around town, we're bringing Ontario craft beer in yeah. and we're doing them together. So yeah. you can find those events on my Facebook page or on my website, mm -hmm. Traveling Pint. And then our newest endeavor, um, a good friend of mine, Amy, who we met in beer school, we started a, a Me yeah. Too. <laughs> That's beer awesome. School. So our friendship blossomed <laughs> from beer school, <laughs> and we now have Iron Beer Maiden. So it is a women's only mm -hmm. beer, which is beer amazing. Yeah. Is not the right word. Yeah. We like to say beer tasting league. Yeah. So we had our first event last Monday. There are monthly events taking place in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. They're for women only, and it's all about a safe environment for you to come and learn about craft beer drink beer, yeah. have fun, and meet awesome ladies. So the last, the first event we did had 52 ladies there. That's amazing. Like 12 or so incredible. came by themselves, which is like incredible. Mm -hmm. People made new friends. Yeah. They did a blind tasting, so they didn't know what they were drinking. We taught them what the beer was about. Yeah. And we had a great night, met good people, mm -hmm. brought Hamilton together, and we made $300 for the Fab Foundation in Hamilton, which is empowering young women to become awesome. successful. That's incredible. Or young girls to become successful women. So wow. it was Very super cool, awesome. Thank yeah. you. And so if you're a woman, no offense, yeah. men, Come drink beer with us, and we'll show you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you both for being here today. Thank uh, you for having us. Al Alicia Williams, <laughs> Holistic Health Canada, Tiffany Martin, The Traveling Pint. I'm Ben Strasser, and I'm not... Oh, no, never mind. We've got about 10 seconds, so thank you very much. Um, enjoy <laughs> Cody Wood. He's going to be playing an original song. Have a great afternoon, evening, night, whenever you're watching this. Thank you. <laughs> Sleepy little town With his dingy little barn His corner store We always thought there Was nothing for us around But we always keep coming back For more Ain't it kind of funny how In this life you always try to get back to where you start well, I'm just trying to make it in your big city world But I'll always be a small town boy at heart black bridge hangs over the water every day and every sunset the people around here just let them on blue collar they just try to do their best ain't it kind of funny how in this life you always try to get back to where you start well, I'm just trying to make it in your big city world But I'll always be a small town boy at heart
Ain't it kind of funny how Then this life You always try to get back to where you start I'm just trying to make it in your big city world But I'll always be a small town boy at heart But I'll always be a small town boy Call the Rogers TV viewer response line, email us, or connect with us on social media. Entrepreneurs share their stories of success and challenges in small business. Or even if I need more of a virtual kind of presence. The Small Business Show on Rogers TV. Tuesday at 7. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. With NHL Center Ice, you get a premium ticket to the games you want every night of the season. With up to 37 out-of-market games a week to choose from, you'll get more goals, more saves, more non-stop action from the teams you love. NHL Center Ice, part of the Super Sports Pack. For only $35.95 a month, Rogers customers get all this. Order through your remote or call 1-888-ROGERS-1 today. Rogers TV. The Cambridge Rivulets on home ice Monday night looking to extend their unbeaten streak to 10 consecutive games. The Rivulets facing the London Devilettes at the Preston Auditorium. Four minutes into the game, Julia Spitzig down the far wing and she buries it. Spitzig recently committed to the University of New Brunswick women's hockey program and she opens the scoring. 1-0 Cambridge. Second period now, Rivulets goalie Caitlin Booth looking sharp. There's a redirect in front, but Booth coming through with a good stop there. It stays 1-0 Rivulets. Back the other way, Lorne Martin digs it free, comes in front and goes upstairs for the goal. The Cambridge native scoring her fifth of the year, making it 2-0. Let's go to the third, Courtney Simpson leading a two-on-one over to Hannah Tate, but she's denied by Booth a huge save from the Rivulets. Netminder Cambridge keeps on rolling with a 2-1 victory. The unbeaten streak reaching double digits for the Rivs, and there is tons of positive energy around the team right now. I think we're all finally just comfortable with each other and we're just having fun and we're not putting too much pressure on ourselves and hopefully we'll keep going. It's fun to show up to the rink every day and like we all just enjoy being here and like obviously winning is like huge just like pro to that but like honestly we're all just comfortable with each other and just love being here. They love being together. 
and it's it's been like that like i said darren from day one it's it, it's it's a group that loves being together they work exceptionally hard they, they like i'm uh, I often marvel 